are now listening to The Awakened Soul. Welcome to episode 37 of The Awakened Soul. We got a dope episode planned for you guys today. We're, we're pushing our way towards 50. I got something big planned for episode 50. Um, as we keep getting closer to that, I'll, I'll start teasing those details more and more. But as far as this episode, I got the cast of I'm Just Saying on. You guys have already been introduced to Shanice, who was on the episode previously, um, entitled She Got It. That was the episode that she was on. Um, so check that one out if you guys want to get familiar with her and then come back. But otherwise, if you're going to stick through this one, we're going to go ahead and get into our intro music. We're jumping right into it. And outside of that intro music is going to be me, and I'm just saying, and you know, we, got, we have a little intro plan for you guys. I think you guys are going to enjoy this one. The Awakened Soul. The Awakened Soul. Ladies and gentlemen, after it took me 150 years to get one of the casts of I'm Just Saying podcast on, um, I got all of them here today to talk about a few subjects. We're going to go in and out of a few things, but before that, I'm going to have the ladies introduce themselves to the listeners of The Awakened Soul. Ladies, take it away. Hello, listeners. This is Darla here from I'm Just Saying. This is Jessica. How you doing? This is Ayana. <laughs> and this is Shawnees again. Before we get started uh, and get into the nitties and gritties, just how's everyone's week going so far? I know it's only, take a peek behind the curtain, it's only Tuesday, but how was everyone's weekend and week so far? It's Tuesday. Yeah, it's Wednesday. It's, 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 it's Wednesday. Wednesday? Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, your week has been long. Hasn't My week has been long. 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 Uh, <laughs> Just that's the life of li- of working in investments. It, it it gets long and it gets real. Um, but I apologize. It's Wednesday. <laughs> Week's been good. We've been very productive. Yes, my hump day was was nice. It was Bagel Wednesday, so you know. There's always a theme at your job. It's always okay. Bagel Wednesday. Right. <laughs> God, can't complain. It's almost Friday, so hell yeah. Yeah, I want you to complain. That's all good. <laughs> Yeah, I got to drive to St. Louis on Friday, so I don't know if I'm looking forward to it or not, but uh, it'll come to me oh, at some point. You'll be able to drive. How far is the drive? I love that. Six hours. Not that bad. Oh, okay. Oh, hell no. That's not that's bad. Yeah. Get a few playlists together. That's, that's, either, that's either the time for me to catch up on music or podcast, so it's not a big deal. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's so a few episodes. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, yeah. You come to the whole season one. <laughs> In six hours? Come on now. You know y'all podcast is a lot <laughs> longer than that. Before we get into the official topics, I got to get you guys' opinion on this. And I didn't talk about it last week because I specifically wanted to wait to talk to you guys about it. But this trash ass Black China sex tape, what were your initial reactions <laughs> to it? Uh, we're just going in about this not too long ago. <laughs> See, I think it's it's fucked up because like Safari just came out like with that little video and it's like complete opposite reactions. But it's just like you expect so much more. At least I did. I expected like some bomb like Boom. putting in work. I wanted to see how she got Rob to fall in love. Like I wanted to see them tricks. I mean, he is <laughs> like them. Was... He's pressing with much. But um <laughs> I don't think so. I think I don't know. I think I think she put in work for that. Really? 
I really I do. I feel like the video was more of like a what not to do. Than like, <laughs> <laughs> Damn, darling. <laughs> I feel like I feel like this, and we had a couple conversations on Twitter about it, and uh, it was asked why did anyone have any expectations or were they disappointed by it? And my thing is, is Black China has no marketable skills at all in life. Um, and her whole image is built around sex or being sexy. So you would expect it to be like an education. And I feel like, it's, especially when she ran from the splash and was like, I'm scared. I was done. Like I, I, I was done. <laughs> ran from the splash. Never heard of that. Yeah, that's, that's a new one. That's a new yeah. You never I heard mean, it called the splash be... before? No. Oh, no, never, yeah. never heard the phrase ran from the splash. <laughs> we call it what it I is. I mean, I guess right. like, <laughs> waterfall splash, I guess I get it, but I would never say it. She then said, I'm scared, though. That's crazy. <laughs> she should have never started if she was scared. Right. Maybe he liked that. Maybe he was like, ooh, play like you scared. I like that. You know, niggas is weird. Right? This is weird. No, no. So we're going to take another brief musical break. On the other side of that, we're going to get into our icebreaker. Before we get down into the discussion topics, we do have an icebreaker. Um, and, and coming off this Black China sex tape talk, um, I wanted to ask you guys the top five songs that get you in the mood. Um, ladies, you guys can go. Darla, go first. We'll, we'll pick Darla to go first. Oh, five <laughs> songs. Okay. I feel like anything Chris Brown is like. Oh, come on. To get you I, in the mood? You like kids? Absolutely. Kids teenager. <laughs> first of all, no, because. Yeah. What Chris Brown song though? What song? Like, first of all, okay, um, no bullshit. Sexy as fuck. Um, what? Wait, hold up. I got some. I got some. What's that shit? We carry Hilton. One night stand. Mm -hmm. One night stand. Sexy. Um, pass. You said five. (laughs) (laughs) That's two. Just how many was that? (laughs) How many I got? Um, liquor. So basically, what we're finding out about Darla is high school seniors everywhere shoot your shot. Um, <laughs> oh, 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 oh Jesus! You're not gonna come at my First sister all, like that, dog. Everyone was very legal when that came out. Everyone was very legal as of as was we went when no bullshit came out. You know. Oh, also Trey, come on, y'all know. Um, he said my name in that song, right? What song was that? What song? Did he say Darla? He said Darlene. Yes, Yana knows. What's the, what's the name of the song? <laughs> Oh man, Shanice, what about you? How did I know you were gonna choose me next? I'm sitting here trying to pick up my nails. Um, okay, so number one song would be Speechless by Beyonce, love that song, and then I would go, I would go Mirror. I would go Mirror by Neo. Oh, man, bitch, you stole one of mine. I mean, you know. <laughs> I would go, hmm, who else would I go? I want to switch it up. I want to switch up decades and stuff. Uh, I would go Sexual Healing just because I like that song. Great song. Um, two oh. more. 
Uh, I would go Do You Mind by Janet Jackson. Mm-hmm. Or Would You Mind? Would You Mind? I do you mind. Would You Mind by Janet Jackson. And then last one, I don't know. I guess I would cop out and say like, <laughs> I would cop out and say like, uh, what's it called? That damn song, In the Middle by Trey Songz, first album. Love that song. Okay. All right, who wants to go next? I'm giving y'all things to look up here now. Right. I'll go next. Um, I got Say It by Neo. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Mirrors by Neo, obviously. Um, uh, Scratching Me Up by Trey Songs. You're right, anticipation. You're right. You're talking about me trying to make love. You want to over there. <laughs> also, you pain belong and pleasure. Yes. <laughs> You Belong to Me was a good one by Trey Songz, too. Mm-hmm. That's four. Uh, what's the last word? Um, when We Make Love by Genuine. Mm. Oh, you oh, see that shit all the time. Oh, I yes, girl. <laughs> <laughs> all right, yes, you guys. I just put on um, Apple Music. Okay. All right, you know, like I, I, I can't listen to music I know the words to, like, like I really like, cause I fuck around and start singing and just ruin the mood. more of us ruin the shit. <laughs> now you just to make the whole music video to it. That's all. Shame. Well, that was a... yeah. What's yours? I gotta answer this. Yes. That's, that's too personal. Absolutely. I can't do that. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> you talking about splashing too and whatnot? Personal. That's not too personal. <laughs> um okay so um neighbors know my name would definitely be on my list um flow tree say yes oh that's a good one um i gotta go old school too teddy pittagrass turn off the lights yes uh let's see um this may say uh something about me but uh is it swv or is that escape my little secret that's, that's oh. um isn't that escape, escape. i think that's escape mm-hmm. and what's that is that four Mm-hmm. It's a side bitch song, yeah. Okay. <sighs> younger days, younger days, younger days. <laughs> um, huh? Ooh, Prince, Erotic City. Mm. So you are, that was a that was a young nigga and an old nigga at the I'm same a, time. I'm a very old soul, so it is what it is. Look at you trying to get the panty girls. <laughs> I used to I used to have sex. That, what would I tell you guys this? But I used to have. Wait, no, I used to have. Uh, <laughs> Sex mix, not mixtapes, but CDs that I would that I would make, and they were called GTG GTD mixes. Can y'all Get guess what that means? Up. Get the draws, yeah. So Chinese, that's no fair. You listen to the podcast. I know you heard that before on the podcast. Get the draws. And I also, I just saw that uh, episode of Martin the other day. Yeah, that's what's up. Let me just look you exclusive, okay? <laughs> you made that shit up. <laughs> All right, now, so we had some fun. It's it's getting ready to get time to get into some deep topics and conversations. But, of course, we got to get into some music before we get into that. So we're going to take another musical break on the other side of that. We're going to get into the nitty-gritty. We're going to get into what the Awakened Soul is all about. We're going to get into some heavy conversation. Ready or not.
All right, so it's time to get into discussion topics. These are gonna this have the potential of getting pretty deep. Um, it's we're gonna make it fun as well. I'm because I'm a I'm an asshole, so I'm pretty sure I'm gonna throw you guys off from time to time. But um, just the overall discussion topic um that we're gonna talk about is does society and our culture teach women to expect expect less from black men? And you know, with all the memes that are going around on social media, some positive, some negative. But I like to. At least for me, the majority ones I see are negative, and it made this question come up to mind. Um, so what do you guys think when you hear that? What do you guys think it means to you personally and in, in, in your experience? Um, Jess, we'll come to you first on this one. So can you just, I'm sorry, can you say the question one more? Yeah, I'm sorry. If you, I, I talk really fast sometimes, so if you need me to slow down, don't be afraid to ask. Um, does society and our culture teach women to expect less from black men? I honestly, I would say no. I don't. I think if anything, it we expect more from them if anything i wouldn't say that we no especially from black men i think that we um have higher expectations you know Mm um i'm trying to think of an example that i saw but it doesn't come to mind but no i don't i but i definitely see um where you're coming from that perspective Mm -hmm. but no i do not think that um especially not you know, minority women. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's some of us who love bashing them, right? Because they be doing some trifling stuff. But no, I think at the end of the day, like we do expect better and we do expect more. I mean, somebody back me up on this, right? <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I think it's society that expects less from black men because of the roadblocks at every corner in a black man's life, pretty much. But as a minority woman, a black woman, I agree. We expect more from black men because we know what we know, like the strength that the black man has. We know what y'all are capable of. We know we're capable of, so we know y'all capable of the same thing. So I think we have a higher expectation from our own men, but that leads to also like more disappointment because it doesn't always, you know, it doesn't always, um, they don't always match up to our expectations. Okay. I think, and that's because society has such low expectations of them. So, like, if you not, if you're not expecting me to do much, then why do I have to do much? But right. we know what you can do. So, I also think that black women, um, while we expect more, we make a lot of excuses for the black man because um, we, I mean, we know their struggle, and I think we do a lot to kind of protect the black man and to. Um, make sure they're good and make sure they're taken care of. So we, there are some things where we are more willing to uh, let go of or pick up the slack on um, just because we want to, you know, take care of our black men. I love that. I love that. Shanice, what about you? Um, I agree with all of my, I'm just saying podmates here. I think that a lot of the time society puts a lot of stress on black people, period. Um, And I feel like black men in relationships with black women feel like they have to um, basically like be on the same level. I feel like a lot of black women, depending on the woman in their past, they do put a lot of stress on black men to be the moon, the sun and the earth where they're not the moon, the sun and the earth. It's just it seems like it's just too much pressure put on black men when it comes to just being and existing. But that's not to say that that's not the same pressures that all people feel in relationships. I think just as a human being, they get a lot thrown at them, but in a relationship, it's different depending on the person, I think. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So what do you think is the, the biggest difference between how 
black or, or ethnic women or however you want to look at it see the colored men versus how society paints and, and sees the black man because i think there's there's i think there's even a difference between how other races see black men but how black men are painted in like media and tv and movies and it's starting to come around um with the rise of black directors and, and writers and everything but for two decades for the better part black people black men specifically in movies were basically always depicted as deadbeats or very childlike in nature so what do you guys think about that mm-hmm. I'm gonna take it away. I'm deep <laughs> <in> shit. <laughs> I just feel like I'm gonna get in trouble some some way. Like if I say something the wrong way, why would you? I feel trouble? like all of your followers are gonna like at me and go, "Who was this bitch talking about?" Like I just feel it. I feel it in my bones. But I think for me, the way I can only speak for myself, but from my experience, how I see other races look at black men is like you said how they portray to me it is very scary and they're dangerous and they you know amount to nothing um and for me growing up not having my father around but having two older brothers I didn't see the correlation I didn't see that because my brothers weren't that um so I never subscribed to that belief that black men were nothing and they were just deadbeats and they didn't have ambition and things like that. So I never went into relationships with black men thinking that way. Like, oh, I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to excel and he's just going to be sitting on the couch. He's going to be a bum and he's going to be all these things because I didn't see that in my own experience. So whatever the the television was showing me, it was like, okay, this is just for TV. This is entertainment. This is not real life because it's not my life. The, the television, they um, <laughs> they they you know they portray our black men as something that they they are not at all. Um, I mean, not saying that you know there are a few that are deadbeats and you know aren't the best people but it is not it doesn't make up the entire population of um black men and i think it's because uh and and we see them as you know kings we see them as you know these great beings as great as you know we see ourselves so there's i don't i think it's because we have an a real exposure to them i mean like we 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 grew up with them they are our brothers they're our fathers they're our uncles they're you know our friends so um this is kind of it 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 we know that it's that what's being portrayed to the rest of society is not true. And um, we're not going to follow the the beat of that drum at all. So I, I mean, I don't, I mean, I can, I just turned a blind eye to it. Um, and, but, you know, black people and people of color are fully aware of how we're being portrayed, um, you know, to the rest of the world and uh, especially women. I mean, I you know, say. for a long time, women were portrayed as the <laughs> Jezebel, the, the angry woman, mm-hmm. the, the the wild girl the slut like so I mean we're getting it just as much as they are um, but as long as we you know protect each other and take care of each other I nothing can nothing can stop us right yeah absolutely and just like around that um, Yana I I think if anything like it's the black woman who's portrayed poorly in society and um, like Ayana was also saying like I do believe that. It's black women who always stand up for black men, but black men don't always do that for black women. Mm-hmm. I think that's definitely something 100%. that's 100% accurate in society and in our communities. 
It's very true. So but this, also, I'm picking. Oh, sorry. Go no, go ahead. Go ahead, dog. I was gonna pick back off of what Yana said, like how in the media they'll they'll portray us as criminals. They'll portray us. They'll sorry. We're talking about the black man. They'll portray the black man as criminal, as a criminal, as not loving black women, or you know, like they only want white women or something like that. But that's such like a small percentage of the actual black male population. But that's all that you see. So that's all that other people who are only exposed to black men through social media or the media in general, that's all they know, which is so false because it's the tiniest percentage. Right. So I want to piggyback off something Jessica said, and that that is how black women, black men need to support our women more. Um, and this wasn't on the list, but it's a conversation I definitely want to get into. And one because I had in online, uh, I think just yesterday in which we were talking about how, um, I don't know if you guys seen it, but the, um, director of black Panther, Ryan Coogler had a post mm-hmm. about his wife and told, said how his wife, um, bought him, I, I think a specific program so he can final learn. Script. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 final, final script. Final draft. And, to write and script so like that. we, we spun that into, um, a conversation in which, um, black men don't like men, I think in general, but we'll, we'll focus this on black men. Um, I think men don't acknowledge what our women do for us usually because men themselves, at least in in my experience, don't seek acknowledgement in the same way women do. So I think that we miss that sometimes. And that's not an excuse, but I'm just saying, I'm just presenting this as a discussion topic to what do you guys think about that? I think that there's a big disconnect in what men think they are acknowledging or they're showing that they're appreciative, but there's a disconnect in how women would kind of rather take that at least from from my perspective and you know anyone can take that and and piggyback off that if if you guys have any thoughts on that who wants no. to go first um yeah i'll go first. okay um i it makes a lot of sense uh i've learned along the way of, like in relationships that i've been in that um people tend to express themselves very differently, especially men and women. Um, You know, a woman will show her appreciation, um, you know, through gifts of gratitude or, you know, expressing their words or being affectionate or, um, you know, doing something for their man, whereas men are not really sure how to do anything or or how to how to even express that. And it has I think it has a lot to do with even um, the idea of showing any kind of emotion or uh, weakness. And, um, you know, men, especially black men, are raised to not show you know, emotion, showing any kind of emotion, happy, sad, um, you know, joy is, is, a, is a form of weakness. You have to be strong at all times. And um, it's very, you know, difficult when you're, you're dealing with another person um, to get them to change that, especially if they were, you know, raised to not show that thing or they they've never seen it before they've never seen you know their mothers get appreciated and they've never seen um you know their sister or their like any of their uh family members do the same thing so it's just like it's a it's a cycle it it goes on forever if you're if you're not exposed to that you don't really know how to um express that type of emotion Mm -hmm. absolutely Oh, so true. Yeah, to piggyback off of um, what Ayana said, I know we had this discussion like in the group chat maybe a month or two ago, maybe longer than that, but um, how I agree and I brought up 
how um, it does seem very prominent in the black community that women will always come to the black men's defense, but black men will easily not come to black women's defense, whether they are on any spectrum of the color scale. It just doesn't seem like that is the case. Um, That came about with that whole um tommy laren thing on twitter and everybody was like oh that's bay or whatever and it's like are you fucking serious like this woman that would sell you out for Mm. less than anything you would choose her over your own which is a different discussion but i agree with um ayana and i like that you asked that question on the difference of how black men treat black women and vice versa whether you know just just how men are versus how women are. I know we also had a discussion, um, the four of us girls, about how women are more thoughtful and we can think about a million things at the same time. We can think, what does he like? What is, you know, they'll remember things that he said where men are more, you have to tell them what you want. Men are the more like, tell me what it is and I'll make it happen. They're not the, let me try to remember some shit she told me she liked three months ago type. They're just not made well the men in my life they're just not made to be that way and I think um that has been something that I've also learned like I can't expect someone to think what I think and I've had to learn that through you know just friendships or relationships with people that you know if a woman wants something from her man you can't expect it because number one having expectations is leaving room for disappointment which is I mean, nothing's going to get anywhere. So if you want something, you have to say it. <laughs> and if that's that's an issue, then that's another issue for your relationship. But, you know, you have to just... I think everyone, man or woman, should just be vocal on what they want and what they feel because having expectations of a man should be this and a woman should be this is just... It's a pointless battle because no man can tell a woman what she can be and no woman can tell a man what he can be. So, I respect anything to add on that, Jess? I just, I, I agree, but to an extent, I still feel like it's an excuse, right? Like, it is. Like, at the end of the day, like, <clears throat> just like what um, when we were talking in the group chat, like, when that shit happened and um, there were some guys on Twitter talking shit about black women and stuff. And, like, um, Shawnee's made a point. She was like, you know, it's just crazy because this shit would never happen with other races. And you're mm-hmm. right. Like, you're not going to go into, you know, Colombia or, or the Hispanic community and, and talk about their women and not get any type of backlash from the men is just not going to happen same mm-hmm. thing with white men like they're going to stand up and i just feel like unfortunately the black women don't have that support system or maybe it's just not loud enough right you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's true. even sadder when it comes from their own people when mm-hmm. it's black right. men bashing black women absolutely right um going back to the original question because i think we <laughs> straight on quite a bit <laughs> but you were saying that women men don't need gratitude or need acknowledgement the way that women need acknowledgement right correct um and not necessarily I need think... but I, I i think more look for it in the same way I'm, i just wanted to okay. clarify mm-hmm. look for it i don't think it's looking for as a woman i don't think it's more so looking for acknowledgement when you do things we don't do things to get the acknowledgement you know to get a thank you out of it or anything i think it's just that if you know i'm breaking my back every day to make sure we're all good you know something in return like just let me know that you see me let me know that you know you appreciate it it doesn't have to be every time but don't take it for granted also Mm -hmm. mm-hmm mm-hmm yeah, I'm one of those people that'll stop doing it 
that I'm like, oh, you don't know this? Yeah, sure. and that, that, <laughs> just, that sucks. Like, just, you know, just be appreciative. Can I ask a question? Absolutely. <laughs> I always seem to be the one that asks these questions. But do, in those situations, for any, anybody, um, do you feel like, you know, Ayanna said, like, she'll just stop doing it. Is it a situation where you bring it up and you're like, hey, did you notice I do this? It, it would make me feel good if you told me that you appreciated it or you showed some sort some sort of sign that you at least acknowledged it. Do you communicate that or no? At that I feel like point, that's something that you shouldn't have to communicate. Right. I mean, I understand what you're saying. Like, if I don't tell him that, you know, if I don't tell him that I want him to be grateful, then he won't or he won't know that that's what I'm upset about or whatever. I get that, but I feel like you shouldn't have to spell everything out. Like, you know, you, you're taught, for, you, everyone's taught from a child, someone does something for you, say, you say thank, thank you. you, you know? <laughs> so, like, as an adult, you, you, should, you, you should have evolved a little more than that to realize, like, if someone's, especially someone you're supposed to love and care about, if they're, you know, all the time, they always have your back, they're always doing this and that for you, and they're going out of their way, spending their money, helping you, like, something that's gonna, like, help to do something that's gonna help you in the long run, come, you gotta you gotta be appreciative that you gotta at least like let her know that you just just a thank you anything can, can i add just some color you. to that um sure. and just from a Absolutely. man's perspective and i can only speak for me um the way that i was raised for example is that as a man it's my job to make sure my family's good that means my lady doesn't have to work none of that i don't care about that because at the end of the day i'm gonna make sure that i'm gonna be able to support us for me, as far as showing me appreciation for that, I don't expect I don't expect you to say thank you because in my head I'm doing what a what a man should do. So mm. I don't want you to say thank thank you. But if you're gonna show that you're appreciative of me making sure we're always good, to me, all I need is hey, if I say if I ask, can you cook hamburgers today? And you say yeah, there's no problem. I'll cook hamburgers or whatever. To me, that's showing hey, she's I asked for something, she did it. That's appreciation, and I think that. Men sometimes get caught in, well, I'm doing what she's asking me to do or I'm or I'm doing what or she's doing what as my woman she should do or I feel like she should do. And we lose sight of she doesn't have to do that. So mm-hmm. still show appreciation. I just think that there's a disconnect in what we feel is showing appreciation and what you guys feel like. It's, it's like the love languages. Mm-hmm. I could yeah. be to me, I could be showing that I'm the most appreciative. But until you communicate to me what what it means what you see as, as appreciation, I will never know that if you don't tell me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's what I meant by the communicating part. And it's only from like my own experience of having like, you know, I think we talked about it last time when I was appearing on your amazing podcast that in this relationship, I've had to learn a lot about how things work because I've never lived with someone who wasn't related to me. So it was like, you know, I'm like, I cook every day and you never say thank you. Or you're just like, oh, you know, because you expect it. Like, I cook every day. Yeah, cool. You cooked Wednesday. You cooked Monday and Tuesday. Like, I get it. This is what you do. But then he'll wash the dishes. And I realized that I wasn't saying thank you for washing the dishes because I don't want to wash the fucking dishes after cooking. So I have to tell him, like, it makes me feel good when you appreciate the fact that I don't have to cook, but I do it. Well, one, because you have to eat, and two, because I I do it for you. And he was like, I understand. On the flip side, you don't tell me thank you for washing the dishes. And I'm like, you know what? I don't do that because I'm thinking, of course you should wash the dishes. I cook. Like, that makes sense in my fucking brain. But, you know, if you're not, if you're not communicating those things, it's sort of like then you get left and you on the couch 
side eyeing him and shit, and you're like, well, "What's even the problem? Like, what, what is your what is your issue, bitch? We just had a great meal, like that I cooked." You, you know what? Right. <laughs> yeah, but that's what I meant by the whole like, do you communicate those things? Because, like you said, it does get missed when a man thinks, depending on what your relationship is and how you define your relationship. Like you said, you were raised a certain way. If you're a woman, you know, was a stay-at-home mom and those things, that would be your relationship dynamic. And you would think, yeah, she doesn't have to thank me for going to work and make sure I pay bills and making sure she's good. That's how your relationship is. So define what your relationship is and then communicate what things you feel are expected. He doesn't expect me to cook and I don't expect him to wash the dishes. It's just when you do things outside of yourself, you have to communicate. Like, I don't want to do this shit, but I do it for you, so... I'm telling you that next time I do it, I would like to see a smile on that face. <laughs> Side eye. All right. Anything left on this before we move on? All right. So the next topic that we have to get into today is how does the relationship or your relationship with your father affect your expectations in your relationships with men? And I know this may not be one that everyone could relate to, but it's definitely with us being on the topic of of black men and how women see them, I definitely wanted to get this because I think that that could play a big part in in how relationships are viewed and expectations. So, Darla, I'm coming to you first on this one, just because oh, I wanted yeah. to catch you off guard and you were looking off. But uh, <laughs> what are your thoughts on that? Um. Well, I was raised by my uncle and my aunt, so my uncle and I our relationship. It was, he was like, he's like my ride or die, okay? Like, we talk about everything. Um, when I was younger, the thing about him was, like, he could not stand to see me upset with him. Like, if I wasn't talking to him, then he would do everything in his power to get me back on his side. Like, I had, if I had an attitude or whatever, he'll, like, try to give me some money. He won't mention, <laughs> like, what he did wrong, but he'll like I don't even know what he created. Like, hey, you need you need this, you need that. Like, and that's how I found out I have power. <laughs> so, uh oh. I feel like that may have messed me up a little bit in relationships. <laughs> I feel like if I'm upset with you now, it's your job to get me back on your side. Like, get me back feeling right. <laughs> oh, wow. Uncle did that. That's it's his fault. That's crazy. It's his fault. I mean. <laughs> well, again, we, we this is, I feel like we're finding out a lot about Darla on this podcast. Everyone pay attention. <laughs> oh, uh, we find out a lot you. about Darla every podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Never ceases to amaze me. <laughs> Hey, you want to take this? This do you want to go next on this one? Um, sure. So, I I have a a really great relationship with my um my father, and um he in a way like he he's never spoiled me, but then he has spoiled me. Like he's taught me to expect a lot from men, and um it's it's only because he is a really great father and husband to his wife, and um. He doesn't like I'm I'm the princess. I'm the only girl that he has. Like I'm the firstborn. So he's like he he's very he was very headstrong on making sure that if he's gonna treat me like the princess, then a man is gonna treat me like his queen. 
And he has always instilled that in me. He's always, um, you know, taught me things that I should expect, even as a teenager, um, going on my first dates, you know, he would tell me, uh, make sure he opens the door for you, make sure that he's walking on the outside of the curb when you're on the sidewalk, make sure that he's doing this, make sure that he pays for it, but it, he better be paying for it, but you better have your own money in case he, he can't pay for it. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So he's always been very um, protective of me and very present in making sure that I am treated the way that I should be. Um, And then in in a way, it's kind of it's I think it's a little bit hurt me because I've I've I almost feel like I have this unrealistic expectation of men. Um, But then I snap out of it sometimes because it's like, no, girl, that's what he's supposed to be doing. And um, I I just expect, you know, a lot from a man. I expect him to have his own. I expect him to, you know, be able to provide, be able to show um, affection, be able to, um, you know, be supportive and be all things for me, even though I'm 100%, you know, independent and able to take care of myself, I expect, uh, you know, a, a man to be a man. And I expect a man to be just like my dad. So <laughs> um, if he's like anything less than I feel like he's not, you know, pulling his weight. Jess? Okay. <sighs> Tell us about oh. your daddy, Jess. <laughs> my daddy is a great guy. He really is. But he was very absent. Um, while I was growing up, um, he just, I mean, I, I, I don't want to call him a bad dad cause he's a good dad when he's in your face. Like he was that dad. Like when he would come visit us, he would, you know, be a good dad, but he didn't come visit us all the time. Like I probably saw him once a year, you know? So, but he was paying child support. Like he was, you know, whatever he financially, he, he helped out or whatever. But I think more than anything, um, be, because of his lack of, of presence there. My mom used to talk to me so much about it. So um, my mom blames herself for their marriage breaking up and not working out because um, she said that she was very verbally abusive and she was really mean and she, you know, she didn't treat him like a man and stuff. So um, she says that, you know, even though, you know, things, the way things played out, you know, she didn't deserve what she got, but she always kind of talked to me like, you know, when you get a man and when you're taking those steps, you know, just be cautious about this. Don't make the same mistakes I've made. So I think if anything, just um, that's, you know, now that I'm older and, you know, feeling ready to, you know, maybe one day be somebody's wife. Those are some sometimes things that I take into consideration. Um, I don't, you know, because when you get married, you want it to be forever. And you don't, you know, you, Darla, I, I see you grinning. <laughs> <laughs> Because you a verbally, verbally I, I, Hell yeah. I am. But he deserves that shit sometimes. So that's why he gets talk <laughs> <laughs> But no, it's like stuff like that. I know, right? It's, it's funny. But no, but little things like that. Like, um, I think that because my dad wasn't there, my mom just kind of told me, like, you know, when it's time to be a wife and it's time to, you know, you got to make sure that you treat the man good and you make him feel like the man in the house. All right, I feel that. Shanice, you the last one, last of the Mohicans on this question. <laughs> um, so my, again, my dad wasn't around at all, so it was really my brothers around. But as I'm listening, I'm trying to think: Did my brothers teach me anything about relationships? And I don't really think so. But I will say one of my one of my brothers, my older brother Chris, 
he it, it's a running joke not now because he's married and has a daughter but like it's a running joke but me and him and his old um ex-girlfriends that he used to treat me better than he ever treated his ex-girlfriends like he would take them to like Applebee's but every time he would take me out we went to like white tablecloths and like had a maitre d' and like reservations like <laughs> it was like really nice yeah, like, he would hang out with his... He was always working, and, you know, he was always out the house, but every, like, every other Friday, it seemed, or Saturday, we would always spend time together. And it wasn't really a planned thing. It just happened to be that way. So he used to always, like, you know, show me and take me different places or different restaurants and things like that, which now I see it as more of a... It's not an expectation I have in relationships, but that's something that I know I do for myself. Like, I, I've never stopped looking and for new things to do or new places to go because I think he's instilled that importance in me of seeing other things my mom on the other hand (laughs) sort of like Jess my mom taught me how to be or how to have a relationship by showing me all the things not to do basically how she did in relationship because my mom and I love her to death she was not the best partner in relationship she Every dude, she showed a new negative side of herself. And that just showed me that, like, I don't want to do that. Like, I don't want to be that type of person. And sometimes it will come out naturally because I'm my mother's child. And I do take a step back, like, okay, I am i didn't mean to come off that way. You know, I'm Joe Mosey's child. That's, that's, that's in my DNA. But not to say she's a terrible person. It's just I feel like watching her in relationships showed me all different types of guys and how all different types of guys are and how all different types of guys expect their relationships to go. So I think that showed me, I think that showed me how to be adaptable. Like I always say to my boyfriend now, I feel like whatever guy I've been with or I have the, if things don't work out, I will be with, I feel like I'm adaptable. Like if they think a relationship is supposed to be this, I can be that type of person. Or if they want like, this type of relationship I can also accommodate to that based on I don't know I just think I'm an adaptable person when it comes to what person I'm with I don't think I'm ever going to be the same type of Shawnee's with a different guy if that makes sense of course you live you grow right absolutely yeah that's what's up that's what's up anything else anyone wants to say before we move on well what about you Ace how your daddy teach you how to be in a relationship what's that poppy show you (laughs) (laughs) my dad is very much uh like kind of how you guys talked about earlier, like don't show emotion uh, at all. He was military uh, for 20 something years. He works for the NSA now, but it was very much a traditional. You hold the door open. You like for my sisters, I wasn't able, for example, I wasn't able to sit down at the table. And so all my sisters were served and I had to make sure that they were served um, as far as like dinner. Yeah. So I had to hold all the doors open for my sisters. I have six sisters, by the way. Um, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Holding the door for a while. Yeah. And then, um, so my dad believed in uh, I could not be sleep if he was up. So we used to wake up at like five, six o'clock in the morning, even on weekends and like build a deck or be outside cutting the grass and that that's that still affects me now to where like even on weekends or if i'm off there's no sleeping in i'm up by 6 30 every morning seven days a week like clockwork with no alarm i mean i haven't set an alarm in 10 years and i'm still up by 6 30 every morning um so that's how i was raised like it, it was very my dad's very militaristic and yeah so i and i i, I truly think 
Um, and just to pick back kind of off what we talked about earlier with with men being slow to show emotion, I don't really think I learned to slow, show emotion until my oldest son was born because I had to because it was the first time that I was responsible for somebody who didn't like all he knew was what I showed him. He didn't he couldn't just pick up on. Yeah, daddy loves you. He just doesn't know how to show it. So I had to show that emotion. My son's very affectionate, my oldest son. Um, So that's when I really started realizing, like, OK, I understand why my dad did what he did, but it's time for me to come out of that. And so that's when I start slowly started to be able to be more in touch with being able to show emotion. Oh, cool. <laughs> and no shade, right? Like, and uh, and I mean this in the most nicest way ever. Wild shit. Like, <laughs> that's usually right, the shade comes. No, go I'm ahead. Not, no, you're good. No, seriously. No, no, I'm an open book. I'm an open book for. Her All right, but like, damn, as a woman, how the fuck you end up with somebody like that who don't show emotion until you have your first kid with them? That's insane. I don't know. I honestly don't know because, like, looking well, back, he showed some sort of emotion if he got her pregnant. No, that was physical. <laughs> um, but she um, said, "Bitch, he just nutted her." That was that was <laughs> <a> splash. <laughs> with that splash. <laughs> no, but um, I don't know. I think I, the people who were around me, like, like, can, can I ask you something? Were uh-huh. you that type of guy to be like? Yo, come on, like you—you you know this is how I am. Like, was that your when she would say something about how you would act or something? No, I mean I think because we met sophomore year of high school, so I think that over the course of the years she kind of realized or noticed that I was different. Um, and that like I I could be affectionate, but it was harder to come by. It was rarer probably than most people. So I think that she just got used to it. And as she even said, like especially when my daughter was born, my oldest daughter was born. She's like, you're like a completely different person. I was like, in a good or bad way. She was like, no. She was like, you just actually show now what you used to always tell me you felt. Like, I'm good at expressing my emotions, but showing it, it took forever for me to be able to show. So, it's to bring it out of you. Yeah. Well, I uh, mean, it's still an excuse, though. I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> Everything's I, an excuse. Come on, no excuses. <laughs> Not good enough for her. It's not, you know, just I'm saying, okay, I get it, but I mean, oh, oh well. <laughs> you know, but I kind of, I kind of feel that. I got there's, there's a time, and I think that everybody's raised a certain way, but there's a time, especially when you become an adult, that you have to realize that just because you were raised a certain way doesn't mean that that's how you have to stay. That's not the ideas you always have to hold on to. So exactly it's all about like self-awareness once you realize like like me i've realized certain things about myself that i really that have been going on all my life but i didn't know i I just like found these things out about myself and i'm like damn okay we can change this now now that i know like what's going on like i I can change this and that goes for anybody like just because you have to I, I feel like that, like Jess was saying, it's like an excuse just to be stuck in your ways just because, oh, I was raised this way. That's how I am. No, you know you were raised that way. You know that's how you are. So you know that you can change it if you want to change it. Right. Not like you personally. I'm, not, I'm just saying in general. <laughs> no, and I, I mean, I can speak to that. I can speak to that definitely for sure because there was times like, like with my son now, as much as the ideas that my dad taught me, I, I still think are valuable and I teach that to my son to an extent. I now know that I have to teach my, my sons that it's okay to feel like it's okay. Like, don't be no crybaby. We don't do that, but it's okay oh, to, yeah, to show emotion. It's okay to be in touch with your emotion. So, um, yeah, absolutely. Oh, I have a great question. I feel like I'm taking, we're taking over, but do you think, or have you been told, or is it noticeable to you that you treat your sons different than you treat your daughter? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Do you feel like you're open to your? I only asked that because you said crybaby, and it made me think about a conversation I had that if I were to have kids, I wouldn't want 
my son or daughter to just be sitting there crying about everything all the time because that's a weak attribute to have for a human being i think yeah crying no so we have a saying in my family well that i have with my kids um that i say if they'll start crying i say do johnson's cry our last name's johnson do johnson's cry they'll say no (laughs) and i'll say all right don't let another tear fall and tell me what's wrong with you and they'll stop crying. But I've ingrained that in them over the course of, the, of them being babies. So the crying, no. But as far as like my daughters, I will say my daughters pull on my heartstrings more than my son. So I, I'm teaching. I Bless teach my sons. Oh, man. <laughs> like my, especially my youngest daughter, I'm telling you right now, she gets damn near almost anything she wants. And it's and I'm learning that she's <laughs> starting to learn she can manipulate the hell out of me because it'll be like it'll be like, daddy. I want an, I want another cupcake or something. I'm like, no, you guys are only all getting one cupcake. She say, okay. And then when everybody else goes upstairs, she's like, daddy, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> now that you're gone. <laughs> now something you don't really Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> so the last discussion topic before we get into some some more fun, uh, which I may mix up a little bit. And this is just something that I've heard a lot of people say and uh a lot of men more, more so say to women, but I wanted to get a, women's, a woman's perspective on it. And that is, can a single mother truly teach her man, her son, what it is to be a man? And I know not everyone has kids, but just a thought when you hear that phrase, um, Ayana, because you just made a face a little bit when, when I said that phrase. You, you can take this <laughs> one away first. Um, wait, it, it had, my face had nothing to do with the question, but <laughs> um, uh, I thought about this. Um, so yes and no, because, um, see, a, a, a mother cannot be a mother and a father. It's, it's just not possible. Um, there are some things that a father, uh, can teach their, you know, their son or even their daughter that a, a mother just can't. Um, but the reason why I say yes is because not all fathers are great dads. Um, just because you are a sperm donor does not make you a a a real like dad. Um, it does not make you someone that is qualified to teach certain things to their children. Um, you can be their father all their all you want, but are you instilling the proper principles and values and morals in your kids? Um, if if you're not doing that, then I mean it's it's kind of pointless for you to be there. So um, I think you know moms, especially single moms, they 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 have a lot of pressure to try and do both and I, I know it it's it, it can be difficult. My mom has done it um for my sister and um it's just certain things that, you know, I think that I learned from my father that my sister did not get. And um she there's there's parts of her that are extremely different from me because of that. Um there's parts of her that 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 she grew up missing and um you know, it's it's just something about having a a father um, that that makes your makeup like you just how you're molded as you're growing up uh, different than you know someone growing up without a father. But I I do think it's possible for a mom to be able to to do both. Um, but like I said, it, it's it's more quality over whether or not that 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 parent is there. Who wants to, who wants to take it over next? Okay. I'll say no. I'm sorry. Like I feel like a mom could be a good mom, and I mean, 
I feel like you could raise your son, you can raise your daughter, but you can't you can't physically show a boy how to be a man. And I got examples for days, right? So I got an older brother who I love him dearly. He has great qualities. Like there's things that he does. Like he's he can be such a thoughtful person. Like you wouldn't expect that from a man, but because you know he was raised by a woman who taught us to be like that. But that nigga ain't shit. And every nigga who's ever played my heart is a product of a single mom. So there's there's something going on. Something is missing in that in that household. I feel like 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 Yana was saying, like, yeah, you 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 just can't be both. You can't be the best mom and the best dad. No, you're gonna be the best mom. And unfortunately, because the dad isn't there, he gonna miss a couple of lessons. Yeah, yeah like it's just not not gonna happen not saying he can't be a good dude right he's good he could yeah. be a, a great dude but you're, it's not you know just because you could do it don't mean you should you know like right. you, you should have the dude there if he could be there i feel that mm-hmm. i feel that just i agree with you um I, was, I don't think that first of all i don't think a woman knows how to be a man she knows what she wants from a man and mm-hmm how she how she would like to see them behave so she can instill that in her son but she doesn't physically know how to be a man so first of all i just feel like that's that's out you can't do that you can't teach a person something that you have never been or know nothing about but you can teach them to be a good person as you should but I feel like if I was in that predicament, if I was a single mother, I would try everything in my power to get him, my son, around some positive male role models because I know as a woman, I can't, I can't teach that to him, and he's gonna be missing something. So I would just, I mean, there's free programs, you know, YMCA, some type of mentorship, big brother, big sister, like something. But I don't think that's a mom's job to be the father. Yeah, I think. I think it's possible, but I don't, like just said, I think there's going to still be some compartments that haven't necessarily been filled. Um, just going off my own experience, again, with my, my mom raising all three of us by herself. Um, my brothers had their fathers in their lives sporadically. Um, and I feel like, I don't know what their experiences were with them, but I feel like knowing who my brothers are now, like my mom always prides herself. Like every time they do something minutely positive it's always like I did that I raised that like (laughs) like my mom like she likes to pride herself on the fact that my brothers have never been to jail they've never like been to her knowledge done anything negative in life or like she prides herself on um that the fact that they dated women and then married them and then had kids like because that's something she wasn't used to especially with her growing up and how her life was and everybody she was around so she takes that part of her raising them and she thinks that she feels like that's the most important thing that she could have done to show my brothers how not to be the type to just have kids all around New York like but yeah so I think it's possible because I've seen it but I think if they didn't have their fathers in their lives at certain points that I mean who's who's to tell what could have happened but I think just knowing my mom raising them I think she did a great job because I think my brothers are I mean, they right. they still trash ass niggas, but they're all right. <laughs> they're better than dudes that I've experienced in my life. So I'll just say that. Um, I have a question. What? So we keep saying, you know, uh, a woman can't teach a, a man what it is to be a man, but what does it? What does it mean to be a man? Mm-hmm. What exactly does that mean? I've never been one. I, don't know what it's like. I have no idea. <laughs> Let's ask the man. <laughs> 
I mean, I would, I would say as far as like being a man means having a sense of taking care of your business um, in, in, a, in a way that um, it, it's, it's being a leader in a sense without because I think a lot of people, especially nowadays, associate leadership with telling someone what to do. And that's not real leadership at all. You shouldn't. Mm-hmm. You, you, nest, you you can never directly tell somebody what to do and still be a leader. And I think that that that's part of being a man, as well as like carrying yourself, uh, doing what you say, your word meaning something, um, and treating people with respect. I think that 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 the 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 key thing about being a man, and especially in this society, and a black man, is finding a way to uplift the people around you and your family without feeling like you you necessarily need to be um acknowledged for it. You, you demand respect without necessarily needing to say it like i said i keep going back to what it's a way that you carry yourself um mm-hmm. and, I, and i truly feel that that's that's a key proponent in, in being a man is is knowing how to carry yourself in a certain way okay any other questions so you agree that that's not teachable um from like a woman's perspective, a woman cannot teach that to a young man. I think that a woman can teach a man to be a great person, but to carry yourself as a man, I think that, and you, you need, and even people who have their father around, you still need mm-hmm. other male role models or, or figures or father figures. Like, I think that that's important for every man to have somebody in the sense that they respect and that they can get that side of things from, because I think that that's important for all men to have. I think that even even if it's not someone that you spend a lot of one-on-one time with to have someone in your community or someone else in your family in your church or whatever that you can see and you do have some interactions with and you can say hey that's a good dude i'm gonna model myself after him i'm gonna try to pick up Mm -hmm. on things from him just by osmosis just by being around him i think that that's important right okay absolutely and as a boy it's important to you know see as a little boy it's important to see other just be around men just like you know like we always talk about how important representation is it's important to see yourself in other people you know just being buried under your mother all the time like i mean i get it but that's not i don't think it's healthy for it's not fair either exactly it can't just be any man though like hey, no it can't like, right. they could that's you, very true can be your mom i mean because there's a lot of you know young men out there that are looking for father figures but they're finding them in, you know in the streets right yeah. Yeah. definitely mm-hmm. And that's, that's that's why I said I put the keyword on positive male role models and figures because you can f- find a male role model like you said walking down the street on the corner that doesn't mean it's going to be a positive one it may it may not you may not be picking up on the right things in that case um, so yeah I mean any anything left left on this one that was a beautiful question good job yeah all right so I mean that's it on the deep discussion we call that. You know, that we'll put a nail in that when that one's finished. So we're going to go ahead and get into some more music on the other side of that music. It is going to be the last segment of the evening where we're talking about uh, some of our favorite eras of music.
had a question here that was so we can get back to some fun. But I have I, I have to ask this one. I'm sorry. This is piggyback off a question. If you don't feel comfortable answering it, that's fine. I'll even I'll even edit it out the podcast. But <laughs> if you if you are gonna give Black China one tip <laughs> on how not to have tra- a trash <laughs> sex tape Just next one? time. <laughs> oh no, it could be more than one, but at least one. What would be what would be the tip? Shani, I'm coming to you first. Oh, <laughs> I knew you were gonna come for me first. I need to keep my mouth shut. I um, mean, that's not the tip. That's definitely yeah, not the tip. Yeah, <laughs> not the tip. Um, how can I say this without putting people in my business? What I would say, just on the on the video, I would say number one, get up. <laughs> don't lay down on your back. Like I don't know what you were trying to do there with that, but I mean, like. No nigga should be sitting on your chest. That's just me. <laughs> With they but, balls um, in your eyes. <laughs> yeah, like, you know. Don't nobody needs that. Um, so definitely get up, you know, either, you know, y'all switch positions, he's laying down and or you're whatever. You know, just don't be on your back. Um, also look like you wanna do it and not like he's forcing you to do it. Again, maybe he's into that. Like, look like you don't want it. So, like, I'm going to have to force myself. Some niggas like shit like that. I mean, whatever floats your boat. But, you know, look like you want to do it. And if if that's if that's what you're going for, the whole, like, oh, my God, he's making me do this. Like, the whole, like, stepdad fuck stepdaughter type thing. Like, if you're trying to do that thing, <laughs> then at least, like, look the part. Don't be like, like, he woke you up. Like, I'm saying, because... I, I mean, thought it's was very grown. popular. I thought he was grown. Yeah. Like I know, I know. But like, if I've even if that's the, yeah, even if that's the role you're playing, like, look into the role. Don't look like he just sat on your chest, smacked you with his dick, and was like, "Hey, <laughs> you're doing this right now." Like, you know, just especially if you know you're being recorded. Like, come on, girl. Right. I, I I really don't think, to be honest, like completely honest, I really don't think that she thought this shit was going to go out. Like, y'all can't sit there and oh. say y'all never been lazy ass bitches. Like, there's been times where I've been like, you want your dick suck? Bring it to me. I'm not moving. Like, I'm <laughs> saying right <laughs> here. Bring it to my face. Like, like I'm not moving. But I don't <laughs> think... But they're not like, recording don't it. Record like, if you're right, recording but... it, you better put on your, your actual vest. <laughs> now <laughs> especially if you want to go back and look at it later for you know good memories like come on sis that was a no bad that. uh my tip would be first of all she was talking too much if you if you're gonna be sucking dick you shouldn't be talking you should be talking. <laughs> have a dick in your mouth like you shouldn't what are you talking for I'm talking to mouthful bitch (laughs) (laughs) secondly I mean because the dick wasn't in her mouth it wasn't wet where the wetness at you got it gotta be sloppy (laughs) what did he say you need to put some mouth sauce on that right put some mouth (laughs) sauce shout out to Maul from Joe Budden Podcast (laughs) no sauce on that shit no nothing is terrible. Fucking slide wasn't hitting the light or nothing. There was nothing on it. It was dry. Just dry dick. It, you might as well just been smacking her face with it. That's what he was doing. It wasn't even going in her mouth. She was on that lazy shit. I'm telling you. She was just like, all right, bring it here. Right. <laughs> Darla, take us home. Right. Oh, man. All right, my tip would be just a simple tip. Just aim to please. When you have having sex, you're trying to please the other person. You want them to please you. Aim to please, sis. What you were doing was 
aiming to be cute or something. I don't know. Like, why? She wasn't doing nothing. But I know it wasn't. It wasn't. Did he come? (laughs) We didn't see that part. Mm -hmm. I want to know, did he come? I don't think. I don't know. But the aim is to please. We want that climax at the end. What you were doing, you're not, we're not going to get there ever. So. She was playing. (laughs) Y'all silly. (laughs) You asked. I, I I don't have no tips because I, I really refuse to believe that that was like I really think it was just like one of those nights like her makeup was done and she was like I ain't doing shit I ain't moving he was like all right I'm gonna record you she's like all right but I'm still not, I ain't I ain't doing shit and she ain't think that that was gonna be leaked she kept saying put the whole thing in my mouth and then yeah while he was trying to put it in her mouth <laughs> she was yeah, that's, that's how, how they like, maybe they like, like the they whole like <laughs> Like, I don't really want to do it. Like, that's the shit they was playing. That's that's what he liked. I was oh, kidding. No. Stop. Oh, I'm, scared. I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm like, going to what? That shit was trash. That shit was, was trash. trash. It was but you know what's crazy? Like to piggyback off that question, everybody's now talking about like what if like whose sex tape or video could be released and if it was trash, would you be incredibly disappointed? Rihanna's. Oh, oh yes. If Rihanna oh, released yeah. a trash yeah. sex tape, I'm done. I'm 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 just uh, Rihanna. I, would, I'm I don't done. think Rihanna is that bomb think... in bed though. Me I just either. think that Me I just either. think she gets around a lot and she has that whole West Indian thing about her and that nigga's like like I just don't think she's bomb. I don't think she'd be flying from the ceiling. I really don't. <laughs> she don't give me that. I would be disappointed if Amber Rose was trash. Like, oh yeah, oh, yeah. I would be yeah. locked up in the room. Honestly, I don't <laughs> know because Black China was super tape. trash. Yeah, so. yeah. I think Amber Rose might give some bomb head. Yeah, I think so. She's she smelling niggas' underwear and shit. She, she got gonna, right. She nasty. She, she probably nasty. she probably stick a tongue in his ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Amber was trash. That would that be it for me. No, I'll go with Deion Taylor. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. her and mine, they get down. They get nasty. Okay. <laughs> but what if they didn't, though? What if it was like regular-ass missionary? If they didn't, that would no. be disappointing. That would be so that disappointing. That would definitely be disappointing. No, there's no way in hell. There's no way. It, it's, it's not true. It's not true. There's there's no way. It, well, he'd be digging her down. No. Oh. It's so right? Imagine if she let all of that go to waste by just laying there, girl. She riding yeah. the shit out that dick. Fuck out of here. <laughs> all right. We are gonna... <laughs> oh. <laughs> I forgot you was there. <laughs> this turned into this turned into episode of I'm just saying real quick. We can go ahead and bring this one back. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry guys. Sorry. You're back. <laughs> All right. So now y'all good. Um so the last question. If you can bring uh you know, your favorite era of music, any genre. So we got the crunk era, the snap era, psychedelic funk, the jazz era, any era of music, what would you bring back? Darl, I see you thinking hard over there, so I'm coming to you first. I am thinking. You're supposed to not come to me because I was thinking. I gotta put you on the spot. But okay. What could I bring back? Um, wait, name those again? You said some good ones. No, I wasn't I'm not giving you no cheat sheet. No cheat sheet. We had to pick okay. from your list? No, nah, you don't pick from my list any okay. list. I'm ready. I'm ready. Yana, you go first. I'm, I mean, for me, just like the old, like, 90s R&B, like, early 90s, a um, little bit of late 80s, but, like, just old 90s R&B, you know, the groups, the, the male groups, the, the female groups, just good Singing to your girl, baby, please, Nehu, all that. <laughs> Definitely got to bring your Nehu back. 
Jess, what's yours? say like Motown. Yes. Up, Mr. Postman. Like that's all I listen to at work. <laughs> like that be my shit. They were singing about some real shit back then. I don't know what happened. Back then it was always a group named like the Chavettes or some shit like that. Everybody was a part of a group <laughs> that sounded like that. <laughs> um I would say hmm if I could group this into one genre it would be like Based on artists, I would choose like Minnie Ripperton mixed with Mary J. Blige mixed with Brandy. Like if if that could be a genre, then I would do that. But not like the like the what do you call it? Like the why did my man leave me music? But like that whole sound of just like a woman. Like when you listen to a song that sang really well by a woman, that feeling of like Ugh. like. That bitch, you better go ahead. Like, if that was a genre, like, the bitch, you better go ahead genre, I would love that to come back. Because, like, seriously, because, like, there's not enough real sangers right. anymore. Like, yeah. there's, it's like, not really yeah. happening. There's Strong nobody vocal. that motivates you to pick up a brush and sing in the mirror no more. Like, and be straight in your throat and shit. Don't nobody do that. Yeah. Everybody want to breathe on the fucking microphone and, you know, I don't want to do that. Yeah, like. The only thing out this bitch is Drake, and I'm tired of that nigga, so you need more people out here busting a note. All right, darling, you had enough time to think. All right, I want to say two for my two different sides. So I want to say, like, that R&B soul era. Like, I miss the the music soul child, like the the, mm-hmm. the D'Angelo. The, Neo soul. I love me some Neo soul. Yes. I used to yes. study that. <laughs> but then my other side, my, my thuggish side, wants to say, like, bring back the 90s hip-hop. Bring back mm-hmm. the old school hip-hop, that slow shit. Like that mob deep Wu Tang sound. Yes, that was 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 that but you know what Darla said that and I have to think like you know I've been listening to a lot on title of um like Common and like Slum Village and Nappy Roots and stuff like that and I don't think I want that music to come back I think if it came back it wouldn't be done well Not in nowadays. this thing like that music don't need to be on social media that music needed to stay when we was like illegally downloaded on like Napster and like Kazaa and shit like that's <laughs> where that music needs to stay but it would be nice yeah. though to have some real music out these days. There, um, have you heard Jericho Jackson yet? Jericho Jackson, um, I don't know. You probably it haven't. It just it just came out. Um, but if you like that 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 era of hip hop, go back. It's a definitely a throwback to that. Um, it's dope. It's never gonna be mainstream, but it's it's a dope album. So check that out. Um, <laughs> but I'm probably gonna end this podcast with a song from it. But uh. <laughs> That's it. That's it. that's it for this episode. But before we go, we gotta talk about your podcast. We gotta let you plug it. We gotta let you tell the people uh, what's what it's all about. Who wants to take it away? Let let the listeners of the Awakened Soul know where they can find. I'm just sitting in and and what it's all about. Like I said. All right. Well, um, I'm just saying podcast. It uh, can be heard on uh, both SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. Um, just search I'm just saying podcast um, but we are four 
educated, beautiful women of color um, that are just trying to get by. You know, we're trying to live this uh, adult life the best way we can. And uh, we, you know, every episode share our, you know, personal experiences and our personal um, triumphs and just how we dealt with our um, lives as far as growing up and and trying to 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 deal with real adult things um and then we also have fun so <laughs> I mean we have um, <laughs> you know our real conversations uh it's it's almost like a, the idea of it was to take our group chat and put it on the show because I mean this is us all day every day put us in a room and uh you'll probably heal over with in laughter so um we just wanted to show everyone that you know although we're out here I mean people are on social media and people that we've like grown up with and gone to high school with and college with stunting for the gram and they look like they have it all together uh we're here to let y'all know that we might look like it, but we don't got it all together and we want to help you y'all out. <laughs> so, and that is us. Well, that's what's up. I want to thank you ladies for joining me. Uh, I appreciate it. Even though Shawnee took six and a half months. Um, Why? <laughs> <laughs> I did what you asked me to do now. No more slander on Twitter. I haven't slandered you in well well over seven days, so we're we're on a good streak. Oh, it's a new week, so new slander. Yeah, gotcha. new week, new slander. Um, but so before we go, tell tell uh all the people, each one of you guys, the social media. Darlie can go first. Tell the people where they can find you. All right, you guys can find me at on Instagram at Darla underscore underscore seven. Hey, Anna. That's it. I don't have no other stuff. <laughs> Back to you, sorry. <laughs> Um, you can find me on Instagram at one lucky lady. That's O N E E L U C K I I L A D I I. Um, and yes, yes, <laughs> one lucky lady. Um, and I'm I'm on uh, Instagram and Snapchat with both those um, screen names. And then oh, screen name. Sorry, I'm dating myself. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> And you can find I'm just saying at I'm just saying on Instagram. Um, where else are we? Facebook and Twitter. Yes. All right, Jess. Jessica. You can find me on IG. I'm Jurani underscore. That's J U R A N I underscore. Or you can find me on Snappy. It's Juranji. And I tell the story all the time because I'm creative as fuck. Um, it's like Jumanji, but you know, I put a little twist on it, so I put Jumanji. <laughs> I, I thought I was mad clever for that, okay? And that's um, Jumanji. I think it's just Jumanji. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, no, just find me on um, on IG. I'm, I'm actually public. Yeah, so yeah, I'm public too now, but don't follow hey, me. Hey, welcome to the dark side. <laughs> Y'all, I lied. I'm also on Snapchat. Darla underscore seven. I lied. I was about to say, that bitch lying like, shit, that bitch be snapping up the <laughs> <laughs> I'm a lying ass nigga, probably. Sorry, right, Shawnees. Shawnees. Hey. Um, so you guys can find me on Instagram at kissmysass. That's kiss underscore my underscore sass underscore. On Twitter at underscore dread lightly. And also make sure you visit my website, okay. So here's the thing.com. It's just okay, not okay, A-Y. It's okay. So here's the thing.com. 
Um, I talk about great shit. So, I mean, you know, check out my website. Oh, uh, this is exactly why we stopped doing this on our show, but thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it takes a long time. Oh, no and worries. The, and our podcast. I'm just saying pod, right? What is no what is it on Instagram? That girl. We did that bitch. Oh, I'm, just saying, I'm just saying pod. I'm just saying pod all over the place. All right, shut us off. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Ladies and gentlemen, you guys know where you can find me. You can so find well. me at CEO Hayes. That's at C E O H A I Z E. But more importantly, if you want to reach the Awaken Soul, hit me up, the awakensoulpod at gmail.com. This has been episode 37 in the books. I'll see you guys next week. Peace. Hey. Let's get lost tonight. You could be my black Kate Moss tonight. Play secretary on the ball tonight. And you don't give a fuck what they all say, right? Awesome, the Christian and Christian Dior. Damn, they don't make them like this anymore. I ask, cause I'm not sure. Do anybody make real shit anymore? Bow in the presence of greatness. Cause right now, that has forsaken us. You should be honored by my lateness That I would even show up to this fake shit So go ahead, go nuts, go ape shit Especially in my pastel on my page shit Act like you can't tell who made this new gospel Homie, take six and take this, haters That, 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 that don't kill me Can only make me stronger I need you to hurry up now Cause I can't wait much longer I know I got to be right now Cause I can't get much stronger that's how long I've been on ya. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.